Alright, this is Dr. Bob and Clutch. I'm Clutch. I'm Dr. Bob. A couple days in the sports world. Absolutely. A lot to talk about. Yeah, we had the the end of the NBA Finals, which we'll hit on on at the beginning again pretty heavily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then after that, I think it'll be contest time. You better have a good one for me this week, because I... I dominated last contest. You, you did dominate that last one, and I uh, failed miserably. Not miserably, but I should have done better. You shamed me. Yeah. Um, you weren't clutch last week. I was This not. week, you are. I feel like I am. You gonna um, bring it tonight? I think I am. Just like we did. Just like I did at uh, t- uh, bowling on 280 the other night. Okay, let's not discuss. That. <laughs> okay, listeners don't need to hear it. Right. Wait, I, I, I just want to let everybody know I averaged right under 150 a game, which is solid for me. It was. It was pretty incredible. Yeah. We actually made a bet at the the end. I didn't come through on that bet. I forgot about it. Not. It's all right. We'll get. I'll get you next week. Okay. Okay. So then after um we do Dr. Bob's contest, we're gonna go to the World Cup. Okay. Big couple days in the World Cup just passed by. Uh, specifically today, U.S. played Slovenia. Big game for the Yanks. We came back. We did. Uh, we actually came came back way and back. Yeah, and then. It's a historic day, but there's still work to be done. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it when we get to it. Uh, after that, we're going to hit the running bet that we always do. I think it's tied 1-1 right now. We'll, we'll let them know later about yeah, that. Okay. Um, then just to round everything out, we're going to do some shout-outs. Uh, we got a little little travel expo we're going to do for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be fun. And then we'll close out. Close it out. All right, so uh, let's let's jump into it. All right, so game seven. It's the pinnacle of American sports. Game, game seven? seven. Yeah. Okay, I agree. I didn't know if you meant the finals game seven. Yeah. NBA finals. Okay. Just a game seven. And it was Lakers-Celtics. Lakers-Celtics. Biggest rivalry in uh, professional basketball. For sure. One of, one of the bigger rivalries in professional sports. Yeah. I would argue. Um. But the Lakers won. Lakers did win. I don't know that they did it in convincing fashion, but it's game seven. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to go back and be like, oh, the Lakers didn't deserve it. They didn't do it in convincing fashion. Right, did the Lakers win it or did the Celtics lose it? I think the Lakers won it. Yeah, I, I think in game seven it's hard to say when you win that you didn't just win it. Yeah. You know, it was it was a weird game. It was a perfect game to end a weird series. I feel like it was rather unpredictable. And I look at the last game. What the score was eighty three to seventy nine. Something that's crazy. a college score. Yeah. Um, Kobe shot bad, badly, poorly. Kobe shot poorly. Our test shot well, mm-hmm. relatively well. Which it felt like he was player of the game, which should tell you something. Because I mean, he didn't. He yeah. wasn't off the charts. Um, this all came through. I think I think for me the big factor was that Rondo didn't come through. Yeah, Rondo needed to have a big game, and uh, he failed to do so. I thought he I thought he would, and I thought that the blueprint for him to do so was out there pretty clearly. I, I will say this: I don't think he played particularly poorly, but he didn't impose himself on the game like he needed to. He didn't, and he could have because they were playing off of him all series. In those last two games, they were so far off of him. He needed to take it to the hoop. He needed to. He needed to drive. He needed so he, they could kick out for those three pointers, and to get some easy buckets. And he didn't do it. 
Um, and and I think that was the game. I think how Rondo plays was how the Celtics played. When he played well, they won. And when he didn't, as you say, impose himself on the game, if he didn't make his presence felt, then then they lost. And that's what happened in the last game. I will also say this. Uh, part of Rondo's game is based around what his teammates do for him. And Perk not being able to play in that game, I think hurts Rondo tremendously. Yeah, I think Perk clears a lot of stuff out. I think it helped them offensively, which is saying something because they only scored seventy nine points. What if Perk would have been in there? She had she played pretty well in the post, um, but it, they got killed on the offensive rebounds, murdered. Uh, I mean that was the difference in the game, without doubt. Um, and also on the defensive boards too, and. So not having Perk in there, I feel like it was a little bit, had a little bit bigger impact than I anticipated it would. Yeah. I knew it was going to defensively, as far as getting rebounds, stuff like that, I knew it was going to play a big part, but I didn't think it was going to play that big a part. Well, she played okay on Gazal, but he, he didn't rebound well, and that was, that was, that was the difference for me. Also, I think they should have gotten KG the ball yeah. more. He was, he was playing pretty well, and he showed throughout the series that when he, when he, Faced up and took Gazal, then, then normally he was going to make those shots. Let's, um. Pierce didn't play well. No, Pierce didn't play that well. And Allen shot poorly, which, which, um. I, I wrote on the blog that, uh. Yeah, time to pass Al- up. Allen was going to be lights out. So. Didn't happen. There's that. What um, else? You said something else. I said a lot of things. That, that Specifically, you said one t- other thing. Turned out to be inaccurate. I said that the Lakers uh, role players were going to shoot poorly. I thought Fisher would. That's that's not it. Oh, I, well, I said the Celtics would win. Yeah, is that what you're saying? That is what I'm saying. Yeah. That did not happen. It didn't. Hey. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes we'll get them wrong. Live by the sword, die by the sword, you know? Um, I feel like you got to make a pick. I made my pick. I still buy it. You put yourself out there. Yeah, I mean... However no, wrong you were, yeah. No excuses here. I'm a no excuse kind of guy. Um, so, I, I did pretty boldly predict, though, and I was pretty damn wrong. Okay, let's uh, let's rewind a little bit. Right before Game 7, we're out right in front of Highland Studios talking. I consider myself a decent NBA fan, Yeah. but do you remember my two predictions before the game? You said Artest would play well. I said for the Lakers to win, Artest needs a big game. Okay. And I said for the Celtics to win, Rondo needs to have a big game. And if he doesn't, they're going to lose. And both were pretty spot on. I just want to point that out. You're spot on. Yeah. I mean, I, I try. I, I mean, I messed that one up. It was a close game. It could have gone either way, I guess, but... The end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, that that was where the Celtics, they couldn't score a basket, man. Not only that, but previously in Game 7, the Lakers had not shot free throws particularly well. And in the fourth quarter, they were clutch on those free throws. Yeah, and they were in the bonus like uh, with seven minutes to go? Yeah. Sounds ridiculous. I, I, I would like to say something. I'm not a, I'm not a Vujicic fan. He's Slovenian. He is Slovenian. Um... And uh, he came out and hit those free throws at the end that were pretty big. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a three-point ball game with 30 seconds to go. I think it was a two or a four-point with a minute and a half to go. So it was a close game. And 
he came in and knocked his free throws. And I think sometimes um, when you're evaluating a game or you're making predictions or you're looking at it and saying who's the better team, you forget that those uh, every bit of the team counts. Yeah, those bit part players you know, definitely count. Having somebody who can't come in and make some free throws is a big deal. And being able to trust them in that situation because obviously that's a big situation. I mean, I just see this um, judging by today's soccer results. Uh, typical football. Football. Typical Slovenian characteristics. Cold-blooded. Were they cold-blooded? First half, for sure, but we'll get into that later. Later. Okay. Kobe won the MVP. Kobe did win the MVP. (laughs) Did he deserve it? Oh. Specifically for the NBA Finals, I don't think so. If I'm casting a vote... I'm casting my vote for Paul Gasol. Is he is the MVP of the team? Yes. Was he MVP of the finals? No. Yeah. Look at the games they won. Game one, game three, game six, and game seven. Gasol dominated. Yep. MVP means most valuable player. In those games, when he played well, they won. So, therefore, his play had value. And, I honest- and Kobe, Kobe's best game was Game Five when they lost. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Gasol is the MVP. I think I didn't. I figured that Kobe would get it. Um, and I don't. I don't know who picks. Do you know who picks MVP? I think it's sports writers. It, it, I think it is. And I honestly think they want that story. The reason they they picked it is so we could have this discussion Kobe's legacy. I mean, because they want to have the discussion yeah. Kobe's legacy. Um. How how does winning the championship change his legacy? Does it change his legacy? A little bit, yeah. Alright, here's my question. And I don't necessarily know the answer to the question. Because hey, is legacy how you view him or how the populace at large views him? But given that he played so poorly, he did have 15 boards. Yep. Credit him for that. Given that he shot so poorly and took so many bad shots in that last game, and without our test, he would have. They don't win the game. Does that change his his stature? I guess. Does that does that take away a little bit from him winning the championship? I don't think so. I mean, because I think when we look back in years to come, um, it's just going to be Kobe won championships. Kobe was a phenomenal player. You know what I mean? And so, I agree with you. How does the the population at large look at him? I think that's true. How does it change the way you look at him? No. Okay. Because I think all along this was Kobe's championship. Anyway, they won it. You know. And we said beginning the series, if you won one, you made past Magic, made past Jerry West, made past Kareem as the best Laker of all time. Did he? Did he do so? I think he is. No, probably not. Who's he behind, Magic? Mm, I think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, for sure. Well, I'll, as I'll, a Laker or as a player? Because he won one championship, two championships? One. With Milwaukee. Milwaukee. So, does that change anything? I don't think so. I mean, for me, Magic and Abdul-Jabbar are like right there, one and two. You know, Kobe's right behind them. I think it's Magic one and Kobe two. I think it's probably right now Kareem 1, 
Magic 2, Kobe 3. How many more? Adam Morrison 4. Okay. Yeah. Maybe 4A. Yeah. Um, how many more does he win? Realistically, one. Um, it might, after one more, it might be kind of hard to keep that team together. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, they're getting older, but... Yeah. I mean, because I can see somebody like Lamar Odom kind of wanting to go somewhere else, kind of do his own thing. Yeah. If they can keep Make winning... Make a name for himself. If they can keep winning... Jackson will stay. Yeah. But if they lose, a, if they lose one year, I mean, I can see him being being gone. Yeah. Um, but I I think realistically, one I can definitely see him getting one more. I think conceivably two or three. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the Lakers won mm-hmm. the finals. There's another team in California. Yeah, staying in California. The Golden State Warriors. Making, uh, not big news today, but news. News to us. Yeah. Because we like, we like this kind of stuff. They changed their logo. I think it's incredibly short. Tell the listeners what it looks like. Alright, it's just a, uh, circular logo. I think it says Golden State above it, Warriors below it. And in the picture, in the circle, it's got a picture of the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. Blue, yellow, like a royal blue. Yellow, kind of like the um, old Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, pretty similar. A little bit lighter blue, yeah. probably. But I, I think it's real sharp. I think it's much better than their old, their old logo. Their old logo is this newfangled, let's be out there and do something that looks exciting kind of logo. Yeah. And this is much more subtle. It's a little bit, it's old school, which normally I get behind. I like the fact that they put the, the Golden Gate Bridge in there. Because it is, I mean, when when I think California, it might not be the first image that pops in my head, but it is an image that pops in my head. But it begs the question, where do the Warriors fall in? The name the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, they could have gone, I don't know, I mean, where do you go there? I don't know. The Chinatowns? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. They, they also, they play in Oakland. Yeah. And so, I don't know that you want to be the, the Oakland thugs. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, sometimes I'm in favor of, like, you know, when a team changes cities or whatever, keeping the name. Yeah. But if it has absolutely nothing to do with the city, then change it. I'm pretty much never in favor of that, for one thing. Um, but they don't even have a city name. They have a state name. Yeah. Golden State, which is a cool name. But be named after whatever city you're from. I think the problem there is they don't know what city they're from. Because they want to be from San Francisco, but they're actually, they actually play in Oakland. Yeah. So there's that. But, I mean, in general, if Green Bay, Green Bay Packers can be from Green Bay and not from Wisconsin, that's a tiny-ass town. Yeah. Just be from the city you're from. Like, why, like, are you trying to draw more fans because, I don't know, I don't get it. They, all right, so their new logo where does it rank them in the high hierarchy of best NBA logos? It's for sure in the top ten. I put it right outside the top five, probably. All right, what's your top five? Oh, this is a tough one. Um, my number one is the Chicago Bulls. Okay. Just classic. All right. It's borderline iconic. All right. Uh, two and three 
go either way. Milwaukee Bucks, because it's just sharp. Real sharp. Yeah. And then three, probably probably the Knicks. Because the Knicks haven't changed their, their logo in a while. You know? All right, four and five. I like the Lakers. Solid. I don't necessarily agree with the team name, but, I mean, they've been in L.A. for a while, so. Yeah, but change it when you move. Yeah, but, I mean, okay. Hot tub time machine. Let's go back. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I understand. Um, Still. And then number five, I really, really like the Seattle Supersonics, but clearly they're not a team anymore. Yeah. So, it's, it's all right because I'm sad that they, yeah. they're, they're not in the Pacific Northwest anymore. Um... Ooh, that's so, a, so after that, that's five. After that, you, that's a tough one. Golden I'm, State six. Yeah, I like. I kind of like the new Grizzlies thing. I mean, the Grizzly, the name Grizzlies is stupid, but the logo, the new one. Well, it's I think cool. It's, it's cool as hell when you're from Vancouver, but yeah. they're not from Vancouver. The old one was sick too. By the way, New Orleans should have the Jazz. Yeah, and Utah can get the Mormons or something. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to all our Mormon listeners. Yeah. Obviously, um, I like I the know. Bulls logo. I'm I like, a big, I, let me say this: I am a big fan of the Raptors logo. <laughs> That's a joke. Yeah, that is a joke. Okay, um, I like the Spurs logo. I really enjoy the Knicks logo just because it's classy. Yeah, I like the Celtics. That little Celtic man, that is Irishman. One, yeah, on there. Um, I like the Trailblazers logo. I'm not entirely sure what it means, but I, I am a Trailblazer fan, so I probably inclines me to be partial to them. Sure, sure. Um, I hate the Nets logo, so there's that. Just throwing that out there. Uh, Bucks, are, Bucks are up there for me. Um, and then after that, I don't know, it might be the new the new Golden State logo. It's a sharp logo, man. Who has the best unis in the NBA? Hmm. Those Laker home whites are my favorite. Lakers have good uniforms. I mean, let's be honest. The Celtics have good uniforms. Yeah. They're classic. They're classic. Those Laker home whites are the best. Um, I really like... I've always liked the Chicago Bulls uniforms. Um, I also like... You're going to enjoy this. The Trailblazers Rip City uniforms. Rip City? Yeah. Hell yeah. Those are sharp. Those are nice throwback ones. Yeah. Okay, I hate the thunder ones. Yeah. What what kind of colors are those? And what kind of name is the thunder? Yeah. Sounds like a W. Name yourself after something that has to do with your city. I don't know what Oklahoma City would be named after. The only thing I really can think of is something that they shouldn't be named after. We won't mention that on the podcast. Yeah. Um. I mean, but name it after your city. Yeah. It's the best names in sports have something that had to do d- directly with the city. Knickerbockers, mm-hmm. 49ers, 76ers. Yankees. Yankees. Yeah, absolutely. Pistons. I mean, it's not a great name, but it has something to do with the city. The yeah. Houston Rockets. Texas Rangers. Atlanta Braves. Just kidding. <laughs> Birmingham Barons. Yeah, right? Yeah. What is a Baron? Uh... I could have told you if it didn't ask me, but... Alright, we can go on talking about this for about four hours. Yeah. Let's get to the contest. Let's get to the, the best part. Alright, so we've got a contest. This one's for Dr. Bob tonight. Alright, Clutch lost his last week. 
I did. And uh, our friend Daniel Saliba emailed emailed Clutch and told him, "Hey, Clutch, you lost." Um, and I bought him a drink at Speakeasy. There's a picture up on the, on the blog if you want to check it out. Our, our friend Leah took it. She did. Shout out, thank you, Leah. Yeah, it's, um, big, it's big time. So uh, if I win or lose, email Clutch that at Seth Byram at gmail.com S-E-T-H-B-Y-R-A-M at gmail.com email me if Rob wins email me hey Rob uh, Dr. Dr. Bob. Bob won signed whoever whoever I'll buy Rob Dr. Bob and you would drink at Speakeasy and if I lose email him that I lost and you get the drink I don't yeah. tip is included tip is included alright contest I'm ready alright let me have it I'm going to give you the topic right. real quick. Podcast so like, listeners, I don't have any idea. He does not. I'm going to give you the topic real quick so you've got very little time to think about it. Okay. You've got 30 seconds. Okay. There's essentially no over-under. It's all or nothing. Okay. All right? We're going to talk about this a little bit later on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> Name all 11 members of the new Pac-10. Ready, set, go. Oregon, Oregon State, Stanford, um, Cal, Washington, Washington State, USC, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado. Ah. UCLA. Got it. Damn. Right. And, and Utah, because Utah is going to go. Utah is. Yeah, you're right. What's that? What was my time right there? 19.3. Well, I don't know an extra three seconds for the Utah thing, but I wasn't even thinking that. But anyway, you're, over. You're, you're, yeah, you're well under. Obviously should have made the uh, the time limit much shorter. Are you impressed? A little bit. Did I mean, like I, like, I, like I told you earlier, I thought you would get it. Okay. And you sh- and you should have got it. Well done. Would you have gotten it? I think so. Okay. The hardest one for me would have been Washington State, but because I was already thinking about it, Washington State would have been the first one I named. Okay. Yeah. UCLA was tough for me. Yeah. I know Stanford quick. Stanford, that Stanford, private You school. did know Stanford real quick. Um, so there's that. I won email clutch that Dr. Bob won. Email I, me. I've got a streak going right now. Email me. If you do, I mean, I'll, I'll be out of a quick four bucks. <laughs> yeah, but, but do it, please. Yeah, please do. Okay, now we're going to do something we usually don't do. Um, two weeks ago, Dr. Bob had a contest, which he hit. Uh, name as many of the U.S. men's national team players on the 23-man roster in the World Cup finals in South Africa, if he could, in 30 seconds. The over/under was six and a half. We're not. This. This isn't. A, this essentially is not a contest. It's a contest for me. Yeah, we're just revisiting. There's nothing to be won, except for pride. All right. So you've got 30 seconds. Name as many as you can. Okay. All right. Listen. I think I'm gonna get so many of them. I can't count them on my hands. I've got them. You're gonna have to count them for me. I want to make a prediction. You're not getting above 15. That's probably a pretty solid prediction. All right, you ready? Ready, <laughs> set, yeah. go. Bradley, Donovan, Dempsey, Howard, Anyewu, Torres, Bocanegra, Trondolo, Gomez, um, Demerit, uh, Clark, uh, uh, Edu. Seven seconds. 
Bocanegra? I said Bocanegra. I think you already did. Damn. All right, you're cooked. Man. So twelve. Close. You got twelve. No, I had thirteen. I think you had. 12. I was counting with you, bro. I had thirteen. I had you at twelve. All right. Podcast listeners, you can you can rewind it and, and count them for for All yourselves. Right. We're we're doing pretty good on time right now. I'd like to give it a shot. Dude, you got all of them. I know, but let's see if I can do it in under 20 seconds. I don't know, give me about four seconds to see if I can think of another one. Because I have one on the tip of my tongue. I don't know. I don't know. All right, I got the timer. We're setting it right now. Tell me when. You tell me when. Give me all a right. countdown. On three. One, two, three. Howard, Hanneman, Guzan. Spectre, Chirundolo, Demerit, Goodson, Anyewu, Bocanegra, Bornstein, Fellhaber, Holden, Beasley, Dempsey, Donovan, Edu, Torres, Bradley, Clark, Finley, Buttle, Gomez, out the door. Boom. Damn, that was under 14 seconds. It was under 15. Alright. So It mo- doesn't make you cool, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I know. Okay. Yeah. He's... <laughs> Clutch is wearing his U.S. soccer jersey right I have now, been wearing it all day. With his last name on the back. Yeah. Of course. Not Clutch. We have a last name on the back. All right, so moving on, World Cup. Big couple of days here. Um, Today. Early this morning. Early this morning. Highlights are on the TV right now. They are. Oh, We're out watching uh, the television as we talk. USA... Had a winnable game against Slovenia. I think we all underestimated Slovenia, but as professionals, never underestimate your competition. We go into the game thinking we're going to win. We needed to win the game, to be honest. Uh, give up an early goal in the 12th minute, just a stunner. Another early goal. After we gave, gave up one against England. It's typical U.S., especially in big tournaments, just conceding early goals. We've always done it. I mean, I don't know if it's tactics or coaching or what it is, but... It wasn't on Howard. I'll say no, that. Ha- Howard was rooted, but he his line of sight was blocked by the by the uh, man that is Gooch. He had a bad game. Yeah, I mean, poor effort. Yeah, he's like what twenty six, washed up. <laughs> <That's tough. laughs> that is that is rough. That's harsh. Anyway, so going into halftime, we're down two nil, which is that's a mountain to climb. Two yeah, nil, especially if you would have seen our first half. Yeah, our first half was, uh, can I say piss poor? Please. Yeah. Um, 2 nil is not an unrecoverable lead. Obviously. But 3 nil is, essentially. I've only seen somebody come back from 3 nil twice. Okay. I've seen many people come back from 2 nil. So, we come out of half, two minutes out of half, Landon Donovan... Wait, tell us, tell us, tell us. Because I, I honestly, I don't remember exactly. Okay. Edu came in for... Edu came in for Torres. And then Fellhaber took out Finley. We moved Dempsey up top. And then Fellhaber out to the left wing. That's where he plays for his club, Aris, in Scandinavia. Okay. He usually plays center mid for the U.S. But Bob Bradley's gotten into to the swing of things where he plays people in their natural positions. Okay. Which is good practice. <laughs> All, right. Um, All right, pause for a second. I don't know much about Scandinavia. Okay. Is that where Denmark is? Yeah. I think he specifically plays in Denmark. Okay. Charlie Davies used to play in Sweden at Hammerby. So, yeah, he plays in Denmark. We met some cool Danes one time. We did. Some crazy Danes. Crazy Danes. Yeah. All right, sorry. Okay, so we come out of half. 
Steve Trundle gets the ball about two minutes in, swings the ball around their left back. Landon Donovan gets it, takes it in. He's tiptoeing down the byline, looking for somebody in the middle, decides, hey, screw that, I'm just going to take it in, and absolutely bangs a stunner in from about six yards out. Yeah, he, he nailed it. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a, an absolute laser. And we did get absolutely wild here at Highland Studios. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Chris was here. Yeah. Give a shout-out to Seebs. Yeah, Seebs. Excuse me. I just met him today. I didn't. I don't know all the nicknames yet. Yeah. Um... But, yeah, it was an absolute stunner. So for the next, that was, what, 47 minutes in? For about the next 35 minutes, we're pressing hard. I felt like we had completely had the run of play there in the second half. Yeah, we we, uh, late, we came late, out aggressive, yeah, for sure. Late on, Slovenia had a couple of, gave us a couple of problems, but nothing too serious. Late on, I was nervous. Real nervous. Yeah. Real nervous. Um, anyway, and, and pissed off. We'll yeah. get to that in a minute. Anyway... Bob Bradley managed to pull all the right all the right strings. Clutch can't go a podcast without Bernie. I can't, man. I just can't do it. Um, anyway, Bob Bradley managed to pull all the right strings today. I didn't think he had it in him, but he took Gooch out in about the seventy somewhere around the seventy fifth minute. Brought in Gomez. We went to three at the back, four in the midfield, three up top. Um, almost immediately, within five minutes of Gomez coming on. Um, Hercules, Hercules Gomez. Gomez. Donovan gets the ball on the right wing, swings in a long ball. Joe's out the door, heads it down. Michael Bradley makes a deep run out of the midfield, slots it home. It was a tough shot. Too. It was a real tough finish because the ball uh, out the door, headed it down. It bounced, and Bradley hit it on the upswing as the ball's going up, which is tough to do. Real tough to do. It's tough to control a ball like tough that. Tough to send it in because usually you send it yeah. out, right? And he just he just put it right over the keeper's head. Class finish. I will lovely. Uh, I think the podcast listeners are aware that I'm, I'm a buddy soccer fan. Yeah. Sure. I wanted him to yank out the door hard. Yeah, that was about out the door. That might sound nasty. I wanted Bob Bradley to pull out the door coming into the second. Yeah. It was never going to happen. It was just never going to happen. Because Finley, however bad Altidore played, Finley played just as poorly. Yeah, but in the second half, I felt like Altidore came on. Yeah, he uh, he added a little bit in the second half. He really he drew a lot of fouls, which were big. That's where we're most dangerous is on set pieces. He got a lot of yellow cards. It seemed yeah, Slovenia. Yeah, and I think deservedly so. Um, but a, a major talking point in this game. Well, before um. We do that. I think when he brought Gooch out, I think it was tactical, but I also think it was because in this game Gooch was terrible. Yeah, he's a defender. Yeah, and he wasn't defending. No, and he was not passing the ball very well. Mm-hmm. I think I think they told him to clear the ball out. Yeah, so but... I, I can't fault him for that because as much as I didn't like it, I felt like that was in the game plan. But he just he wasn't accurate. At all, not at all. Would, when he would send the ball out, um, he is coming off of a uh, like seven or eight month month um, knee ligament injury, mm-hmm. but no excuses. You're in the World Cup finals, you gotta handle it. Absolutely. So uh, the major talking point in this game will be in the uh, 85th minute. Altidore earns a free kick on the edge of the box. Donovan swings it in. Marisa Du makes a deep run, slots it home for the winner. 
the ref from Molly calls him back. I, I, I almost think we should Google his name right here and uh, let all the podcast listeners know his name. I'm not typically hard on refs. And, you know, he's just doing his job. You know, sometimes you see things you don't think you see, but... Uh, I mean... C- uh, Coleman... Can you... Koulibaly? Koulibaly. That sounds right. Coleman Koulibaly. I heard that on ESPN today. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, horrible. Horrible call. Um, he... Nobody knows exactly what he called. He called some kind of foul on the U.S. players. He, he didn't call offsides because uh, it's the linesman's job to call it offsides. That's essentially the linesman's only job. Um, called some kind of foul upon replay. There was no foul to be had by an American. There were, at minimum, four fouls to be to be picked out by the Slovenians. Michael Bradley got tackled. Michael Bradley did get form tackled. Yeah. Um, you don't see that too often. You do see. I mean, if you're going to see it, it's going to be on a set piece like that. But uh, it's just it's upsetting. If you would have told me going into halftime they would come back and tie the game two two, I would have been thrilled. But having watched the game, obviously, when you're given the opportunity, you want to win the game. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say this about the the ref Kuman Kulabali. I watched the game once, watched the game twice, and then watched the second half a third time, mm-hmm. just for analytical purposes. Up until the seventh, you're a freak. Yeah, I'm a borderline freak. Up until the seventieth minute, also I'll, you don't work or do anything. Yeah, well, right. I do work, but I specifically <laughs> took off work for all U.S. games and all potential U.S. That's games. That's what I mean. Okay. Um, that's Cl- called clutch is a very hard worker. That's called dedication for you guys out there. Okay. Um. Up until the 70th minute, a lot of people will disagree with this. Up until the 70th minute, I thought the ref had an average game. Not a good game, not a terrible game. Obviously, he screwed up the whole Finley handball yellow card call when it obviously hit him in the face. But besides that, up until the 70th minute, I thought he had a decent game. After that, 2 out of 10, 1 out of 10, something like that. Yeah, all right, so, obviously it was a horrible call. Clearly. And if that was our tying goal and not our winning goal, I don't think he makes the call. All right, with that out there, here's how I feel about it. I feel like this 95% of the time when a ref makes a bad call, whatever sport it's in. We played like shit in the first half. Mm Mm-hmm. We shouldn't have been in the position where one bad no. call takes us. And I don't usually agree with Alexi Loss's commentary, but he did say that. Did he? Yeah. That, yeah, we could have won the game or whatever, but we we dug ourselves into that hole with our first half display. Yeah. Don't put yourself in a position to let that happen. Yeah. But I will say this about what you said with the tying goal, how, how much like worse it would have been if it would have been the tying goal instead of the go-ahead goal. That has happened in the U.S. before. 2002 World Cup. Quarterfinals, we're playing the the Giants that are Germany. We're down 1-0. We get a corner kick. I think it was Brian McBride ahead of the ball. Torsten Frings is, Frings is on the line. The ball beats Oliver Kahn. Torsten Frings throws his hand out full extension. Knocks the ball down on the goal line. Ref doesn't call it. Yeah, I was, I was gutted. 
the first one for me. I've never heard this story. Yeah. I'll show you the replay. Later. I enjoy your stories. Yeah. We will okay. YouTube that once this is over. For sure. Um, but there was also another large match today. There was a very important uh, one for U.S. Oaks. Another Group C match. England versus, okay, with the tie today that we got against Slovenia, 2-2, puts us in a position to advance to the knockout round. We've got work, we've got work to do. Okay, the second match in Group C today was Algeria versus England. Um, Algeria, a lot of people thought England would just mop the floor with Algeria. Algeria came out strong. They're playing three at the back, which quickly morphs to five at the back when they need it to. They've got this huge center back named Bouguera, who plays for Rangers in Scotland. Um, for me, right now, one of the players of the tournament. He, uh, strong, dirty, will do what he has to do. Um, just all around phenomenal player, and he stifled the uh, the English attack today, which they really didn't bring anything. Wayne Rooney was flat. Stephen Gerrard was flat. Uh, Frank Lampard was pedestrian at best. Just their the whole attack was real poor. Really, really, really poor. So that game ended nil-nil, which helps the Americans a lot. It's tremendous. Yeah. Us. Because before the game, before that Algeria game, we needed to not only beat Algeria, but we also needed a certain result in the other game. Now, all we have to do is beat Algeria. Don't have to worry about goal differential or anything like that. Just beat Algeria. We're in the next round. We might even come in first place in the group. Which is huge. Um, this game coming up next Wednesday, 8.30 ESPN, USA versus... Slo uh, USA versus... 8.30 a.m. Central Time. USA versus Algeria. Also, England and Slovenia play at the same exact time to prevent any kind of match-fixing scandals, stuff like that. That U.S. game is the biggest game in U.S. soccer history. All right, so I've got a question. And in turn, the biggest day of my life. That's what I was going to ask you. Because here to four, last Saturday, mm -hmm. USA v. England was the biggest day of your life. Mm -hmm. Does it just keep getting bigger and bigger from here on out? Yeah. How was the biggest day of your life? It was decent. A little bit of a letdown. We should have played better. We didn't play particularly great. Um, I was just wondering because it was the biggest day of your life. Yeah. Today, um, okay, let's say last Saturday was the biggest day of my life up to that point. Today's like three or four? No, today was number one. It'll just it'll keep growing. Yeah. And hopefully we beat Algeria, and then you can just have multiple, multiple. best days of your yeah biggest days of your life. From here on yeah. Hopefully they're the best days too. Watch I wish you all the best. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, easily biggest game in, in U.S. soccer history because we've advanced to the knockout round twice in World Cup history, or twice in the in the modern era. Um, in 1994 when the World Cup was here, and then in 2002 in South Korea and Japan. Both of those times, I'm not necessarily sure we deserved to go on. We got some results, then had some real terrible results, got a lot of help from other people. I have a logistics question for you. Okay. When it was in America, mm -hmm. how did that work? Like, uh, was it centered in a certain city? No, nah, it was It was all around. I think it was, it was either eight or ten specific cities, with the final being in the Rose Bowl. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Biggest, uh, 
think the biggest attendance. I know the biggest. Yeah, I think it was the biggest attendance in World Cup history. Uh, USA coming through. Yeah, Brazil beat Italy in that final. Roberto Baggio, the Dubon ponytail, missed the final penalty kick. He was the player of the tournament. Uh, missed it. Just one of those things. You was know? he the player of the tournament after he missed it? I think so. Yeah, I mean, he was that good. All right, so it's unfortunate. News around the World Cup. There's been some shockers. There have there have been some shockers, particularly traditional powerhouses failing to perform. Spain and Germany. Spain and Germany. Germany's in better shape than Spain is right now. Um, they're still not in a good spot. They did lose Serbia today, and um, their current active leading scorer in World Cups, Miroslav Klose, got sent off, meaning he will not be able to play in their final group game against uh, Ghana. Uh, Spain fell to Switzerland, who are not particularly known for football. They're more known for cheese and chocolate. (laughs) Um, Also the Alps. Also the Alps, yeah. Uh, That hurts them a lot because that, realistically, was probably supposed to be their easiest game in the group. Yeah, so they've got work to do, which that I honestly see them coming in second place in their group, which means they'll play Brazil in the first round, pending Brazil runs to their competition like they should. Um, they haven't necessarily. No, nah, but I mean, first game, first game jitters, you know, get that all the way. I look for them to pound Cote d'Ivoire uh, coming up. What Monday? I think yeah. Um, that Monday or Tuesday? Yeah. We're working on getting a stat boy. If anybody wants to be a stat boy for the podcast, just let us know. Uh, email us, comment on the blog. We would love to have you. There, there's nothing in it for you. Another traditional powerhouse that has failed to perform, and I kind of saw this one coming, was France. They they played two matches and have zero points right now. Uh, they've actually got one point. They tied it. Yeah, they drew with uh, Uruguay in the okay. first game. Um, yeah, but they have failed to score any goals. Um, their team is just in disarray. Uh, their coach is a lame duck coach. They've already France has already named his, his successor. Uh, nobody likes the coach. Nobody likes anybody else on the team. Um. So, yeah, I kind of saw that one coming. They lost to Mexico the other day. They'll be playing South Africa in their last group game. Uh, I look for them to beat South Africa, but I still don't think it's going to be enough. Because all Mexico and Uruguay have to do is draw, and then that group sealed. Uh, so France major letdown. They have the quality, but I just don't think they have the bottle, to be honest. Um, all right, so moving on it, with with the World Cup, we've got a running back coming up. Okay, so we've had two previous running bets. It's tied one one right now. It is after after this this last one. Um, the bet was celebrity sightings on the ABC feed during the USA England match. The over under was four and a half. It was four and a half, and there were, I took the under. I took the over, and there were zero. Zero, which I see as a win win situation for me because if they would have shown celebrity sightings, yeah, I might could have won the contest. But since they didn't, let me know in the second day of the World Cup. Hey. ESPN and ABC, they're serious. You did last week say that you took this one more seriously than the contest, though. 
I feel like you take it pretty seriously because you don't want to do that Chelsea chant. Yeah. But uh, we're just we're just one one right now. One one. So we're, we're doing this for five weeks. Well, there's a lot, still a lot to play for. So essentially, it's a three week battle yep. right now because we're, we're knotted up at one right now. And this week, let them know what it is. In keeping with the World Cup, uh, we got a big game coming up Wednesday. Obviously, U.S. Slovenia, but. The bet pertains to the, uh, my bad, USA Algeria. The bet pertains to US uh, England, uh, <laughs> England Slovenia. You got it. Yeah, I got it. All right. The over under is going to be set at two and a half for total, goals scored. Total goals. Scored. Total goals scored. I'm taking the under. Yeah, I'm taking the over. I'm stepping out on the limb a little bit. But I, I, I think, feel right about it. I, I kind of like your side of it because England has to win that game. They have to. Um, but I've watched England play both their games, and personally, they are shite. Um, I like the I like the Slovenians' chances. I think they're going to come out of their funk. Now, what will upset me is if Slovenia comes out and wins like three nil, and obviously, you know, you get the over. I don't. That wouldn't upset me that bad because England would play poorly. Yeah. I don't like England, seeing England do well. Yeah, England's got some guy named. What's his name? Wayne Rooney. He, he, yeah, he's been non-existent. <laughs> I think I think he's gonna step up. I don't know if he scores a goal, but I think he's gonna play better. He's gonna have to. I think I think at, at this point, this is the World Cup. This is the biggest stage. This is one of the world's best players. I mean, if he doesn't do it now, he's, he's not running, gonna do it. He's running out of time. Cause, yeah, cause it's over. Yeah, uh, no joke. So I'm taking the under. Doctor Bob's taking the over. That's true. We'll see how it goes. I feel good about it. I do too. Um, we can't watch that game because we'll be watching the USA games. We can that. do picture in picture, but we're not going to be watching. That Absolutely game. not. We we may even videotape. We're definitely videotaping. I, we're we're going to videotape when we watch the match because uh, I'm going to I'm going to hook up some kind of contraption up here in Highland Studios to videotape our reactions of the US Algeria game. And then I'll kind of edit it, you know, put in some good stuff. I will embed it in the blog so everybody can see. It should be pretty entertaining. All right, for, for all you listeners out there, uh, me and Seth and Zoe, me and Clutch enjoy each other's company very much. Mm-hmm. But um, it sounds like we're spending a little too much time together for comfort. Not that there's anything wrong with, you know, whatever you want to do. Um, I don't have a television right now mm-hmm. or cable. Sure. So that's why we watch all these games together. Um, other reasons. But I, w- I, I will say, I will say this: Don't hold anything against me. When I watch these U.S. games, very passionate. I mean, I don't even think my parents have ever seen me like this. I kissed you on the cheek when we scored that first goal. Yeah, and I don't know if it was you or Sieves, but I almost got my nose broken. Yeah, that's probably I didn't, I didn't even care. I'm a very peaceful man. We got absolutely wild. Um, it's it's gonna be wild. And I will say this: biggest day of your life. Biggest day of my life. Nothing makes me prouder. Been watching the U.S. national team play when they play with, uh, yeah. But either way, okay. Just watching all the players out there with the with the crest on, supporting the stars and stripes. I love it. All right, well, we're not even gonna see what our uh, until the end. You know what happens with our running bet. Yep. But that'll be all right because we're gonna watch watch America go for go for the second round. Go for glory. That's Got to. Um. All right. Last week. We, we talked a little bit about conference realignment, 
and um, the Congresses didn't exactly realign. It was it was a borderline letdown. I was disappointed. I was looking for a big shakeup. Yeah, I like to see things move and change, and also I, we would have had better games if if what we anticipated to go down went down. Yeah. Um, Texas stayed, and they will be making a boatload of money. Yeah. The what happened was. I don't know who they were, but a bunch of big rigs. I think some people at ESPN, some people at Fox stepped in and said, hey, we don't want this to happen. Um, and they reneg- renegotiated their deals mm-hmm. um, with the Big 12. And so the Big 12 is different from most other conferences, or a lot of other big conferences anyway, in that they they don't have equal revenue share. So teams that have more national, national games um, that are on TV more get more money. And so, Texas is the big winner. They're going to get a lot of money from this. And also, the Big 12 is going to allow them to potentially create their own channel, their own station. And so, Which is te- wild, but, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. The, the Big 12, for them, needed to stay together. Yep. It had to happen for them. And I, I'm a little disappointed. I think, overall, it's probably better, but it wasn't as much fun. Yeah. I would have liked to see more of a shakeup, for sure. Okay, so moving on, um, just briefly to hit on it, U.S. Open started yesterday on Thursday. Today's Friday. Yeah, it's over now. It's, the second round is over now. Yeah. Who's the leader in the clubhouse? It is Graham McDowell, UAB alum. Absolutely. So we want to give him a big shout-out. Cheers to you, Graham McDowell. Yes, absolutely. Keep, keep going strong. Keep up the good work. Make us Blazers proud. Yes, sir. Okay, so this week, last week we did a um, little spotlight on on – some old school drinks, specifically an old fashioned. An old fashioned. This week we're going to change up that spotlight a little bit. Go to a little travel scene. Give you guys a little little taste of culture. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. All right. Here's where we're going with this. If you could go anywhere in the world, money's not an object. Um, your companions aren't object. You pick who you're taking. Where do you go? Me. Yeah, you got a week. Okay, got a week. Two. I've got two options. No, no I'm talking to TV right now. Okay. Yes, you. <laughs> I didn't know if you were talking to the general public or what. Okay. Okay. All right. So I mean, I've, I've got I've got two options. One is joking. One is very serious. The first one's joking. I would go walk the Lord of the Rings trail in New Zealand. Um, the second. You don't one, want to do that. No. The <laughs> second one, very serious. I would take an a all-out trip to Europe and probably South America, too, to visit the cathedrals of European and South American football. I'll go to the San Siro in Italy, Old Trafford, Wembley in England, New Camp, uh, uh, the Bernabeu in Spain. Might hit the Allianz Arena in Germany. Definitely hit La Bamanera uh, in Argentina and the Maracana in Brazil. You got this planned out. Yeah, I've been thinking about it for a while. Okay. What what brought it up, podcast listeners, is our our good friend Alicia is coming back from Australia. She relatively is. soon. She's been there for a month, around a month, three yep. weeks at least. Um, and uh, I asked Clutch the question because I've always wanted to go to Australia, but I think if I could go one place, money's not an object. Mm-hmm. I go to the Mediterranean. Good choice. And I go, I don't go to a large city in the Mediterranean. Yeah. 
think I'd go to some small town, Greece, and hang out somewhere. Some small town. Like I'm, not, Greece. I'm not a big yeah. <laughs> small town like Greece. I'm not a big not a big crowd guy. Yeah, sure, like sure. Crowds. Um, that would be a sick trip. Yeah, and outside of that, I, I we did not like rehearse this or anything. No. Um, I think New Zealand's my number two pick, actually. Walk the Blue Rings, girl. Absolutely not. I don't <laughs> want to walk the Blue Rings, But, you ever seen pictures of that place? Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you watch the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'd like to go there. It's a real beautiful place. If I'm kicking it in America, I can't go outside of America. I hit Hawaii. I haven't been to Hawaii yet. I've been to probably most of the Continental 48. Um, haven't been to Hawaii. I haven't been that. Um, alright, so... Let us know where you would like to visit, if, yeah. you, if you feel so inclined. Please do. And visit the blog, drbobandclutch.blogspot.com. Um, We're going to have yeah. some play ratings coming up soon for the USA match that happened today. We will uh, be looking for just some little spotlights, um, pictures of people who have won previous contests. We're going to have a winner this Wednesday. Yeah. So... We'll have a new one and up. I, I'm going to be branching out a little bit. I've been posting about the NBA Finals because that's my that's my jam and my favorite series of the year. Sure. Um, but I'm going to be branching out a little bit, posting about some, some a little bit more obscure things yeah. um, for the summer. Uh, but before we go, Sunday, June 20th? 20th. It's Father's Day. It is. And so... Just like to give a shout out to all the fathers out there. Absolutely, please, please wish your father happy Father's Day. Give him a present yeah. if you want to. I would like to give a specific shout out to my friend Charlie. Okay, just had his first kid today. You did tell me about that. Congratulations, Charlie. Yeah, well done, man. Um, Owen oh. Owen Carter Travis. We'll be calling him OC. OC Travis, born today. So congratulations. Welcome to the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much all downhill from here. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Um, one last thing, in two weeks we're going to be broadcasting live from Pensacola, Florida. Yeah. Not live, but recorded. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll be recording it live. Yeah. But, uh, so we're excited about that. We about are. That show. Alicia, our friend from Australia, is coming back in town. We're going to Pensacola. We're so, excited. We are. So uh, everybody be looking out for that. We look it on the blog, on Facebook. We should have some good stuff for y'all. Yeah, check out those videos of uh, the celebrations. Hopefully we'll have some. Yeah, hopefully we will. All right, till next week. Next week. Later.